0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. Hopefully you guys had a wonderful 4th of July. We've got some NBA news to get into and... Keith and I are both busy getting ready to head out to Las Vegas. So the next time you see us, we'll actually be in person and in studio. We've got a studio show planned coming up on Friday. So be on the lookout for that. Keith, I can't wait to get out to Vegas for the Las Vegas Summer League to get to see all the players. And of course, to get to see you finally in person in what's literally
2: been years yeah it's been what at least three or four yeah years? something like that uh something like that yeah so I'm super excited about that too it's it's funny I was telling somebody I was like I spend as much time with you virtually as I do anybody who's not in my immediate family and <laughs> yet we never see each other you know in person so I'm super excited about that uh you know uh, safe travel so heads up for everybody unless there's some major major news tomorrow uh there will be no show tomorrow and if there is it'll be a very late show uh, yeah. cause we're both traveling for a large chunk of the day, uh, tomorrow, especially me. So, um, that'll be you know, what takes up most of our day. So we'll, we'll get that all uh, sorted and figured out and we'll, if nothing else, we'll see you all on Friday from the studio.
1: That's right. Going to be a lot of fun. In fact, I was just confirming like, as we were getting this started, that they've got our background graphic and everything already in the studio. I can't wait to see how it all looks. It's going to be Same. so much fun. Uh, but all right, let's get into some of our news for today. And I guess let's start with, uh, well, we kind of have to start with a Damian Lillard update. Um, the Dame like decision, the,
2: through the hourglass, These that's are the right. Dames of, our
1: lives. dames of our lives. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, where are things currently at? It's sounding more and more like Damian Lillard is dead set on getting to Miami. The Blazers might not be dead set on sending him to Miami, <laughs> And there could be a little bit of conflict there.
2: Yeah, it seems like none of these things are really resolving. It seems like he is continuing to say, "Send me to the Heat," and the Heat are continuing to say, uh, "We want Damian Lillard," and the Blazers are continuing to say, "That sounds great. Give us better stuff." Yeah, and that seems to be you know, where this is stuck at. Uh, Shams reported earlier today that the Blazers are not impressed uh, with, with the Heat offer, and that. Uh, Damian Lillard is adamant that he only wants to play uh, for the the heat. So we've got that part of it all happening here. And then we've got, um, you know, the side of it of can they rope in a third team to make this mm-hmm. you know, more palatable where they send other stuff or whatever, you know, how does, how do they get it to come together? Because as it stands right now, they don't have enough to make this work. Is
1: this, are we getting to an inflection point here? Because now we've got, and look, Dame has stayed with the Blazers way longer than anybody you know, rightfully would have, would have expected him to. But nonetheless, we've got another superstar player signing a big contract, getting the money from their team, and then asking for a trade and saying, I want to trade. Oh, and by the way, I only want to go here. Otherwise, there's going to be problems. That's something that we thought might get addressed in the new CBA. It didn't. I wonder if we see Portland push back here and say, well, you know what? Just on, on the side of, uh, of the team side in general, hey, we don't – you you're, you signed the deal. We don't have to send you to Miami. We'll send you wherever we want to. I would have to imagine that behind the scenes there would be a number of teams that would be cheering and supporting the Blazers front office if they do take that kind of a hard line stand.
2: Yeah, I think we could see that from the Blazers' side. I would worry a little bit from the other team's side because do you get him and then he's extremely unhappy and that turns into a sure. whole thing, yes. right? So I, I tend to think he's probably more going to – there's going to have to be some kind of conversation of, look, they just don't have enough. And uh, Woj reported today that the Blazers want like a Gobert or Mitchell or Durant like return. And it doesn't seem like anybody's offering those right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and certainly Miami can't offer that. They don't have the the draft picks nor the young talent to send. So, so that's where it gets really kind of stuck and gets super messy. So unless they can rope a third team in that, Loves Tyler Hero. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a hard, hard time to, or a hard way, I guess, to to make this work. So that, that makes it super messy. So I'm not sure we're going to see a resolution to this one. Uh, you know, anytime, you know, in the next few days, it'll probably take a little bit beyond that to get this all sorted.
1: And this is kind of the path that we started heading down with the whole Donovan Mitchell situation. Mm-hmm. Like New York wanted, not wanting to give up everything and, and all. Of, and then next thing you know, he's going to Cleveland. Like this is where we could be. Okay, it's Dame to Miami, Dame to Miami, Dame to Miami. Miami's resisting; don't want to give up too much. Uh, the package doesn't work. What Dame to Utah? How? Where did yeah. that come from? Right? Like that's yep. that's the kind of craziness that we could be in store for here with this situation.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Because there were all these things about you know, well, Mitchell wouldn't be happy if he was sent to you know not X, Y, and Z, and then he got to Cleveland, and he was perfectly happy. So, yep. you know, we'll we'll see how this all comes together here over the. Next couple of days, probably whatever amount of time you and I are both in the air, that's probably going all uh, yeah. fall apart and you know the wheels will come off and there'll be major trades. it will probably be like an eight team trade that we've never seen before with 37 players involved. And then we'll be like, oh, cool. And We missed the whole thing because we're watching the in-flight <laughs> movie of Clifford or something
1: whatever the the overlap time is where both of us are are, yep. are in midair that's when it's going to happen that's when yep. it will happen Absolutely. because of course and for um, the
2: people out there who are like cheapskates pay for wi-fi yeah we're both happy to but half the time it's not working on these planes so yeah so we'll find out you know if that's the thing or not
1: yeah and then i i don't think i've never tried it i guess but i would have to imagine an airplane Wi-Fi signal would not be strong enough to actually send out a live stream.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that our seatmates would uh, much appreciate
1: Probably, probably <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hey, what are you doing over there? Hey, can you guys slide that way a little bit? Yeah. So you're in my shot. You're,
1: you're in my shot right now. Shh, quiet down. I got to do the intro. The Mega Man music's almost over. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to your Orlando Magic. Who? Would
2: that be front office fly day?
1: Oh, that was a good one. Oh, well done, <laughs> well done. Landed that one. I like it. I like it. Landed that plane. Well done. Um, Bull Bull was waived, and fans around the NBA who don't watch a lot of Bull Bull went, "We want that guy." Uh, yeah. <laughs> you texted me and said, "Well, he's not really as good as people seem to think." What? Why did Bull Bull get waived? And do you think he clears waivers or does
2: somebody pick him up? Yeah. So the first part, why you get waived Orlando just doesn't have the roster spots anymore. They've made two more draft picks in this draft. They went out and signed Joe Ingles. They're, they're, they're moving forward in a, let's be more competitive. Let's really try to, you know, start winning games phase that, combined with the lack of roster spots means no more, more room for bull bowl, bowl. He put up numbers and flashed a ton of, you know, highlight type things mm-hmm. when the magic were playing those goofy lineups where they were starting like four bigs at a time. Cause they had no healthy guards and it all looked good, but it's very clear to me the number of people only saw the highlights and didn't watch the entirety of games. Cause they missed, mm-hmm. you know, Oh Old Bull had six turnovers and, you know, took five terrible pull up three pointers on the break and, you know, those kind of things that occasionally happens and that those don't make the highlights. So instead of the, Hey, seven, two guy runs all the way down the floor and makes an amazing play. It, 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 it's just not the experience you get with highlights only. So he's, there's potential there. He flashes all that potential at times, but it's the same stuff as it was with the nuggets. If you're serious about winning, you probably can't give him the minutes it's going to take to harness that into consistent production. Uh, as far as does he get claimed? Wouldn't surprise me, right? Yeah. There's enough. His contract is very small. It's only, you know, just over $2 million. There's multiple teams out there with cap space and with exceptions still that, you know, certainly could, could claim him and make something happen. So, you know, I think. they, you know probably he gets claimed and somebody else signs up for the bowl the bowler coaster as we started calling it here in Orlando <laughs> um you know and like then that. then you'll just see
1: all right uh Lakers fans want to know can Bull bowl play center
2: probably not efficiently um no. it's just not what he is he's, he's super tall but he's not a You know anything resembling a uh, traditional center? Most of his blocks come in like on-ball situations where he he gets somebody like once a game on a jumper where they think they have enough space and then he gets it. Mm -hmm. Um, But his help instincts aren't great. He's not a great rebounder. uh, Tends to get you know really kind of pushed around inside and the like. So it's it's not really a center type player for him. He's much more of a uh, you know big forward, you know, or even a gigantic wing.
1: All right, good to know, and we'll see who ultimately does claim Bull. bull. I think somebody's going to pick him up. Just the contract's so small. Somebody will pick him up. Uh, Matisse Thibault, now the, now we're at the point of the uh, offseason that we're going to start to see restricted free agents get deals here. So Matisse Thibault is going to sign an offer sheet with the Mavs, and when he signs it, which I believe can officially happen tomorrow, the Blazers will have 24 hours to match that offer. Did we, I didn't see, is there a number
2: on what he's getting here from the Mavs? It's going to have to be for some, if not all of the non-taxpayer mid-level. That's what the Mavs have left to offer uh, in a deal. So some people said that's crazy. They're not going to give them all of that. Yeah, maybe not, but then you gotta make it big enough that Portland's not like, all right, match done, move on. Right. Cause even in Portland's rebuild, he's young enough to fit in with what they're doing. And none of their guys that they have really at his positions are like lockdown defenders. So you could at least, you know, continue to move forward and keep him as part of things and go. My guess is it'll probably be pretty close to the full mid level. And then like you said, the clock will start. And what's changing now for the restricted free agents? If you agree to a restricted free agent offer sheet, like let's say it was on July first, ties up your cap space or that exception all the way through to mm-hmm. the uh, to the seventh. Cause you could agree to it, sign it, but, you know, technically you can agree and sign an offer sheet now, but the clock doesn't start until noon on uh on um What is it? Thursday, Thursday. right? Tomorrow, Um, Thursday, the sixth is when the clock will start. And then that gives you one day. Otherwise, what happens is it's very likely what will happen is this will get signed some point later in the day on the sixth after the moratorium lifts. Uh, Then it'll if it's afternoon, they get all the way through the eighth to to match it. If it's signed earlier in the day, it'll go. But, yeah, we're no longer in a spot where teams are worried about holding up cap space or anything so we'll maybe start to get some movement on these last handful of restricted guys Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and so that's going to start happening here now i do wonder too how much does the damian lillard situation just kind of amplify the mess in portland and make the decision a little bit more difficult for them
2: yeah it definitely could yeah that's a great point because they they may be like we just don't need another thing going on just let them go it's not even worth you know messing around and adding the salary
1: Okay, uh, we did have some other free agent deals go down. Mason Plumley back to the Clippers on a five million dollar deal. There were some rumors out there that maybe he had a little bit more offered by another team, but he seemed like he kind of found a found a groove there with the Clippers. Found a role. Obviously, he and Ibiza Zubots can kind of tag team the center position there. And uh, and for the price, five million bucks, I think there's a pretty good move uh, for the Clippers so that they've got that continuity there at their center position. There was a point where there was even rumors that they might move Zubots in order to give more. To Mason Plumley and commit more to him but in this case they're able to keep both of them and uh and move on with those two manning the center position
2: yeah you've got now you're like 45 minutes of center play right and then three yep. minutes of small ball to close if you know whether it's Marcus Morris if he's still around or if it's uh Robert Covington whoever you want to close with even Nick Batum played the five at times for them you whoever's know, not traded for
1: James Harden too.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's really what it is. It's whichever guy is still around, not in a Harden trade. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I did see something that made me um, kind of perk up a little bit. It was, is Harden still as likely because they re-signed Russ? Or you know, is mm-hmm. that going to be an issue you know, there? And my thought on that was if it was an issue, they'd probably just cut Russ or say, hey, we're not going to actually sign you. And figure it out somewhere else. Cause you're a minimum guy anyway. And we'll see how that plays out. My guess is it's not really an issue. And if they, they want Harden and can make it work, they'll, they'll get Harden and we'll make it work. I
1: would have to imagine if they are in, interested at all in trading for James Harden w- without calling him directly, I'm sure they asked around and found out, Hey, if Russ is signed, is that going to be something that stops you from wanting to come here? And, and got an answer on that. Yeah, um, agreed. All right. The Bulls land Tory Craig. This was a guy that I thought the Suns would find a way to retain just so they would have another large contract or larger contract, I guess, for future trade purposes. But he winds up with the Bulls and be, can be kind of a wing defender slash shooter for them. Good pickup by Chicago. Was this a missed opportunity here for, for Phoenix?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think a little bit. Now, they were starting to run out of roster spots after adding you know 98 different players on minimum yeah. deals, which were all pretty good gets uh to be honest for for what they got on the minimum so they did quite well but yeah so roster spots become an issue bulls get tory craig i mean put him and alex caruso together on second units you're gonna really cause some teams issues to score against those second unit guys he's a nice kind of filling guy if others Mm -hmm. miss time you know whether it's uh demar Derozan, zach Levine, even patrick williams isn't well, he missed time a couple of years ago, but last year was healthy, so we'll see. But just another nice rotation player. Still, for the Bulls, it is a little like, where where are we going? Like, what, what's the long term plan here? But you know, they they're building a solid enough foundation to chase a playoff spot towards the you know probably top of the playing tournament.
1: Yeah. Yep. And uh, and again, we talked about this before, but they already requested a uh, disabled player exception for Lonzo yeah. Ball. Just confirming that, yeah, he's almost certainly going to miss the entire season so they need all the healthy players they can get especially defenders because lonzo was one of their better perimeter defenders
2: yeah i think people forget how good he is on defense that's yeah. kind of i mean the passing is always going to be his just calling card but he's right up there as a defender you know, when healthy
1: all right in milwaukee robin lopez the twins are reunited uh, signing on with the Milwaukee Bucks, joining his brother, Brooke Lopez, who got uh, a nice big contract from the Bucks to stick around there. And uh, Robin, again, just depth, depth at the center position for the Bucks. Of course, they already have uh, Brooke Lopez. They've got Bobby Portis. So they're not going to be leaning on Robin Lopez all that much, but you know what? Why not? Let, let the brothers play together. Let them be on the same team and, uh, and get rolling from there.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think this is a good pickup. Minimum deal. Why not, right? You you need something else at that position anyway, so you're not overtaxing uh, Bobby Portis if if Brooke Lopez misses time. So, yeah, good good addition. Robin Lopez always stays ready. He's you yeah, know whenever you need him, you can just throw him in there, and he kind of does his thing with that. And then the Malik easily pick up. Uh, on the minimum, kind of on the sly there a little bit, just slid in there and said, hey, let's go. It was, it was very funny. We saw all the tweets about how many three-pointers he made off the bench, which starts to turn into a little bit of Mr. Baseball. I led this club in ninth inning doubles in the month. of yeah, August. Right. Stuff like, okay, we're, we're cherry-picking stats a bit, but should be good for the Bucks. right? It does fill a need. They needed another wing just one more guy could go out there and make shots. And that's historically what he's done outside of really his time with the Lakers. Uh, You know, he's been a pretty much a knockdown uh, shooter what I would like to see is can he get back to doing a little bit more than just being a shooter? Cause he's yeah. turned into the last couple of seasons, just this volume shooter guy and it's fine in that role, but he was pretty good off the dribble. And early on when in his you know, first couple of seasons with Minnesota, he was doing a lot of versatile scoring. So I'm curious yeah. to see do the box kind of unlock that in him again. So, you know, two minimum pickups, two solid ones, a lot of these minimum deals this year, very few of them are like, eh, that doesn't really make sense. They all seem to be pretty good fits that make, make a lot of sense across these teams. And
1: I think we're seeing uh, this trend of teams saying, well, all we've got is the minimum, but we're going to give you a second-year player option as a way to kind of help out. So we're seeing a lot of these two-year yep. minimum deals, second-year player option, almost as like a admission that, hey, you're, you're a bit better than a minimum contract, but this is what we've got, so we're going to do what we can to help you out on this.
2: Yeah. And if you're like Malik Beasley, right. Cause Robin Lopez is a little bit different in his sure. career because of his age. But if you're Malik Beasley and you go to the box, have a really good year, and then they play well and they're playing deep into the playoffs, all of a sudden people are like, I remember Malik Beasley, and that's mm-hmm. how you turn a minimum into 10 or $11, 12000000 kind of what Dennis Schroeder did exactly. uh, with the Lakers, right? Turned a minimum opportunity into a mid-level contract for a couple seasons. So that's what you would be hopeful of if you're Malik Beasley here.
1: And last thing here, uh, after what the Blazers did to prevent the Murray Twins from playing together – it's good to see at least we get the Lopez twins get to play yep. on the same team. The Blazers taking Chris Murray one spot before the Kings could get him and team him up with, with his brothers. So you've got uh, so some twin powers going on here in Milwaukee, even if it couldn't happen in Sacramento.
2: I don't know if, if it's still this way, but when like I was a kid playing Little League and we called it Biddy League basketball, um, the rule always was if there were twin brothers in the draft for that year's players, those were your first and second picks. Like if you were like the parents are like, we want them both together, which they almost always were. Um, You got them both. And sometimes that worked out okay. And other times, you know, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to be rude to anybody from my childhood. (laughs) We had two different sets. (laughs) We're
1: definitely listening.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Definitely listening for sure. But we had two different sets of twin brothers that were a little bit like the movie twins. Um, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, <laughs> where one like, was like the superstar athlete and one was very much not that. So, uh, yeah, that was a, a different story. Now people are like, good Lord, that's an old, that I just dropped an old movie reference on people.
1: Well, I've been watching that uh, that Netflix series, Fubar, which is just okay. But they, he actually made a joke about Danny DeVito and the movie Twins <laughs> in it, like a callback to it. I was like, okay, that was pretty Like, I'm old enough to remember that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a weird movie
1: it was it was indeed all right well that is amazingly this is one of our shortest shows i think ever but that we ran through everything we (laughs) yeah we uh we had some tech technological issues to start the show we actually restarted the show because oh my it's been it's been a day and we both have to go pack for vegas so yeah yeah, that's right so again look for us on friday we'll be back with a new show then coming to you from blue wire studios at the win in las vegas Till then, everybody, make sure you're subscribing to the NBA Front Office Show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts as well. Stay safe and see you.